We don't have to come to God like somebody else. We come to Him like we are. And a lot of times that means that I start my prayer time with, God, just show me my heart. Show me where I am. God, show me truth about myself. So I know how to follow you. Sing this prayer with us. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak what is true. Sing that again. Here's my heart. Here's my heart, Lord. Can you pray that to Him? Here's my heart, Lord. Here's my heart, Lord. Speak truth, Lord. Speak what is true. I am
sing this prayer to him. You are more than enough. Can you sing that? Worship National Ministry Africa. We are so much too happy to see you tonight. And indeed, this is a wonderful moment that once again we have in the presence of God that we've met again as uh, Christians, as uh, people of God, to speak God's goodness and talk about Jesus' love uh, tonight. It's such a different night, it's not like any other night. Um, whereby our conference is starting tonight and uh, we are discussing the theme and this theme is going to be the power of hope and by the grace of God I am expecting people to uh, get their pens and their books so that they can note somewhere that you can note somewhere indeed and I believe at the end of the day we are going to benefit and we shall end up when we have learned indeed. And uh, that's what everyone is yearning for, is to know God's word, is to understand God's word and to follow God's word. And I want to tell you that tonight is not like the other nights. It's a different night and we thank God for the gift of life that he has given to us in all ways and uh, the help uh, and even certain areas of life where God has helped us and God, where God has enabled us to win and overcome in this life. Otherwise, most of times, it's not easy. It's something very hard uh, to put food on table. I always remind my people that thing, that it's not easy to work and you put food on the table, most especially when you have the responsibility, you have children, you have a wife, Certainly such, such things. So, and uh, one of the things that we have enjoyed this week, and uh, not even this week, but today we had a lunch hour, and we had Pastor Austin from India. He taught us several things, and we read our article in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, and verse 9 up to verse 10. And I'll be back with this article at the same time when I'll be back with the scripture for the day as an opening loop. And then afterwards, we shall continue with our conference as we're learning by the grace of God. I just want to encourage you 
And I would like you to know that you're not going to remain the same in your spiritual life. The purpose and the reason as to why we come in God's presence is always that we would like to stand and we learn God's word so that we can grow spiritually. And at the end of the day, it's we who are going to become now teachers of tomorrow that are going to encourage the rest of people in this world. And the rest of people in this world, they are going to understand God's word when you have preached that word. If you don't preach God's word, then people won't get to know. And if you don't give yourself all time to learn God's word, there's no way how you're going to teach other people. Therefore, I just want to welcome you. Thank you for coming in this evening uh, service or podcast. And this is uh, the first day for our conference under the theme, The Power of Hope. And I would like to tell you as I'm starting that if a Christian, any born again, if you're a Christian and the devil has stolen hope from you, in other words, you might be a, a corpse which is walking. So when, you are, when your hope is taken away, it's very, very dangerous. It's not even good, a kind of uh, a born again uh, to lose hope. Therefore, I would like to tell you that you should not lose hope in Jesus' name. Welcome. This is Heart of Worship National Ministry Africa. Welcome. This is Heart of Worship National Ministry Africa. I'm John Bosco. Inviting you on all our services throughout the week from Monday up to Sunday, Monday to Wednesday, podcast. Thursday to Sunday, emo at 9 up to 10 p.m. every day. The Christian family. where we find freedom only and uh, tonight we are going to continue to understand that even this hope there is no difference between there's not much difference when someone is having hope at the same time faith these three things are moving together or they are working together we have freedom no we have hope we have uh, faith and we have love so the Bible tells us to abide on those three, but again, he normally tells us that uh, the greatest is all about love. So greatest is love. But when we look at hope, hope is the second. And in other words, when you don't have hope, there's no way how you can. So these things are working together or they are moving together. That's some of the things that we are going to be learning tonight as we are opening up our conference this week. We are going to have men of God and I had to come in today on Monday to give an introduction of what we are going really to discuss. Tomorrow we shall have a man of God next Tuesday, that is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Then we shall conclude on Sunday. We are going to learn. 
and i would like you to share this show and i would like you to comment uh you can share you can like the show by the grace of god the more you like the more you share that's the more we get more points and the, the privileges we get as the podcast or as the radio but thank you for loving heart of worship and ministry africa let me take this opportunity to recognize some of the people someone entered here at first but uh there is no name uh teacher wilson thank you thank you so much for joining patricia Luwama, thank you so much for joining nahuera agnes thank you so much for joining i know you two of you there in uh, abroad maria Grotti from abroad thank you so much for joining may god bless you so much indeed i'm so humbled and you guys uh you make my day you make my day but there is something <laughs> i want to leave behind is that uh since the podcast began uh there is always what we call the outstanding person that cannot miss any podcast <laughs> i'm going to start I'm, I'm going to continue giving out gifts to people who are attending the podcast uh regularly those who are attending the podcast regularly i'm going to start putting up the gifts that we can give the gift so uh let me hope the sound is very clear and we can set off by god's grace And uh, this is uh, such a, a marvelous thing that we need to think about that really when we are with Christ Jesus, we are free. And um, by God's grace, always we continue to learn this and get to understand how really God is in our lives. And we should know that God has not left us alone, but we are more than conquerors. Uh, for our open loop tonight, let us go in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 25. That is our open loop today. And uh, the Bible says that, For I have uh, satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. Here, we mean that God satisfies every soul, even the weary one. To those who feel empty and sad, he fails. God gives joy and healing to the broken. God sees you when you are in that place. He cares about you and your worries. He wants to give you the rest, satisfaction, and joy. Come to the Lord who cares for you more than anyone else ever will. Let's pray. God in heaven, I know you love and care about me and you care about us. I know you see me when I am sad, alone, depressed and feeling rejected you also see me in my happy times thank you for seeing us thank you for caring about us you are a good father and we love you never leave us and never let us leave you and father king of god even tonight as we are continuing to learn your word and as we are continuing to glorify your living word we pray that king of kings you be with us and you lead us and you guide us in whatever that we are going to learn in Jesus' name and king of glory father we are in faith for you and we believe in you for your glory and your power in Jesus' name we thank you so much because you've loved us and you've taken care of us amen and amen
Yes, Cha Wilson, how is your day to, uh, this evening? How are you today? If you can hear me, Cha Wilson, how are you today? How are you today? I would like to give you a chance to greet us and uh, you tell us how do you feel today and how has been your, <laughs> I won't say weekend, but now today is a Monday. Yes, teacher Wilson. All right. Thank, thank you for allowing me to say something. I will say that there has been great and cool as, as you see the weather. You're really good, really fine, good. They're still alive and we are doing well because whenever I this added to you, you have to glorify God for that because many start it and cannot make it after the evening. But if you reach night when you're still alive, then you have to thank God for having kept you alive. So I'll say the day has been good and I'm really grateful that I'm still among the living and those who are awesome. able to glorify so God. Okay, thank you so much, Teacher Wilson, oh, for that wonderful, that wonderful word. Okay, thank you so much, Teacher thank Wilson, for so that much. wonderful, that okay, wonderful uh, word. Okay, uh, so let's start welcome, our sermon okay, today. Uh, uh, can let's start our sermon today. Thank you so much. Um, let us start our sermon today. Today we are going to look at hope. We are going to understand what really hope is and uh, why do we say that the power of hope? Always we have reasons as to why we set up things and we have reasons as to why we bring up things so that we can learn together. And tonight we are going to be looking at this hope, the hope that Christ just gives. We are going to look at the biblical view and we are going to look at the world view. Of course, the world thinks that hope is all about um, maybe to receive something or to uh, own something in life. That's what they understand by hope. But now we want to see what's the biblical view of hope in that. And in that case, that's when we are going to really understand and get to know where really God wants us to uh, put our heart and uh, our understanding when it comes to these areas of understanding in God's word. Therefore, this hope that we are talking about um, is going to be taken from these five biblical views all these five ways that we would like to look at. When we read in 1 Corinthians, and that is uh, chapter 13 and verse 13, I'm going to work in hand with myself at the same time, and uh, as, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm preaching at the same time, as I'm giving you the introductory part of what we mean by the power of hope. Uh, when I was starting, I talked about those following words that I've posted on the screen there. If you look at your screen, you can, you can see them there. First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. So we have three things. All of them, they make a very great impact in someone's life. And as Christians, these are the things that Christ Jesus uh, emphasized so that we can follow if we are to survive. But again, when you see at the end of the statement, he says, but the greatest, you have to focus on what you call love, that the greatest has to be love. Not because that you're going to neglect the rest, no, but the greatest. Always, it's like a family, always in a family there is a child who is more loved than there are those. <laughs> Doesn't mean that even others are not loved, but uh, 
always that one is very normal there's what we call a supremacy even uh, when it comes to family setting there's what we call someone who is more loved most especially the last bones they are they are more loved than these uh, first bones the second bones and so on but the last bones are more loved than the other so it's not like they don't love the rest no but uh sometimes most of times they find themselves when it is in that way uh today when we look at first corinthians 13 13 we've understood how they have talked about hope faith and love and they have told us that the greatest is love but now we need to flash our our interest is in hope why hope and why in the listing of that statement hope takes the second position and wh why hope takes the second position since love is the greatest of the three and hope is just before love that means hope is the second greatest even above faith in other words we don't say that the rest of the rest of these three are not important or they're not powerful no the reason as to why it is in the second position it means it is given the another priority the second being the second greatest as a priority and even it is above faith hope is more powerful than they may realize or that you may realize in life something the lord shared with me that really made this truth come alive is that hope is a positive imagination it is a positive imagination in other words something that you cannot see at that very moment when you give a description of faith faith is like the substance of things that are not seen now when you look at the hope hope is the is the positive imagination you have a positive imagination in your life that i'll reach on that now the point where you are, you are you are pushed to say that i will reach on that it means you have said that through hope and these things we've been seeing them in the scriptures when christ just was going back to heaven or before he was ascended these are the words that he told his disciples he gave them hope through this he told them that i'm not going to leave you like orphans but i'm going to send you the helper and the helper is going to guide you in everything that you're going to be doing and even whatever that i haven't revealed to you and whatever that i haven't told you whatever that i haven't manifested to you the holy spirit is going to reveal them to you when he will come upon you another thing that even in prayer he's going to tell you what exactly the father wants because he's the one who knows the heart of the father this is so critical romans chapter 8 and verse 24 up to 25 says for we are saved by hope but hope that is seen is not hope the hope which is seen that is not hope for what a man sees why does he yet hope for if you see something why do you need to hope for it yet you are seeing it so hope is not what you see no 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 when we go to verse 25 that but if we hope for what we see what we see not then we then do we wait with patience for it just because i've used the the version which is nlt but this means that if we are to hope we must hope for things which are not seen and therefore we have to wait patiently so that we can receive those things and paul was saying that hope is for something that isn't seen something that isn't present it is not even there you're not even seeing it you cannot even 
look at it and that is the kind of hope we are talking about and this is all about the biblical view it's like faith a substance of things which are not seen the things that are hoped for in other words hope takes the, the second greatest position in arrangement when we talk about faith hope and love though love takes the 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 the, the, the largest what position or takes the supremacy because with love you develop hope and then you have faith in other words hope is the fuel that is going to no faith is the fuel that is going to maintain you to reach on the what you've been hoping for for you to reach into your hope or for what you you're hoping for you're going to need what you call the engine the fuel that is going to help you to maintain that to walk that journey waiting patiently until you reach the destination but all these things you are doing them in love that's why love is the greatest when we continue and we get to understand that once it becomes present there is no longer any reason to hope for it once you see something has come to pass there is no now need for hope because it has come to pass and it is in existence so where hope comes it's like a imagination it's like an imagination you have a vision you have a dream you have plans but you hope those plans to come to to their fulfillment you're not seeing anything there but you hope to reach there you hope to get a positive answer you hope to get a positive response you are vibing a girl you want to marry her you hope to wait for her answer she's saying you give me some time i think about it so you stay hope in other words she has given you hope and that that hope hope means you have a gap of time to be patient until she respond to you that's just a simple example i would like to give so hope means you are looking at something that you can't see you might be thinking well if you can't see it how are you how are you looking at it you can see things with your heart and this is what i believe the imagination is therefore let us have what you call a definition of hope in all what i know that we have described from above how can we bring a definition of hope in just a simple context or in just a simple statement hope is commonly used to mean a wish it's its strength is the strength of the person's desire but in the in the bible hope is the confident expectation of what god has promised and it its strength is in his faithfulness let me repeat it i think let me repeat it and uh let me let, let me post for you the definition of hope such that even you you can have a copy of it so that you can understand what i'm saying let me post it for you by the grace of god and it will help you to understand really what i'm trying to mean let us read together it is there i have posted it there in a group how in, in on i'll have it on on the screen it's there on the screen hope is commonly used to mean a wish its strength is the strength of the person's desire have you heard that the strength of hope is the strength of the person's desire but in the bible hope is the confident expectation of what god has promised 
and its and its strength is in his faithfulness you get what i'm saying so when we continue to understand what i'm trying to explain you come to know that really i have a point in this and where do i get the point in this let's continue we have the five things that we can depend on so that we can describe this hope the first of it i'm going to say that hope is never lost in other words if we are if we if wake up in the morning and we've lost hope we shall no longer have the opportunity in in fact to survive you can't survive without hope you traveled and you went in different countries or you went where you are right now you're working you have hope that one day you're going to construct a house you have hope that one day you're going to buy a car you have hope that your children are going to study in other words where you went you did not expect whatever you experienced right now but you had the hope that though i'm going to a foreign country i believe that i'm going to get this money and i cater for my family or i set up certain projects in my life when you look at all those things it was hope that you had and this hope stirred up what you call faith and faith became a living a living life in your in you and it started to ignite and even um how should i call it and it began now to escalate or to to, uh, to accelerate your strength towards your vision or your plan and most of times if we are to if we are to achieve things in life if we are to be somewhere if we are to reach somewhere if we feel like we have something that we would like to do most of times we develop what we call a hope but sometimes most of times it's always um temporary our hope has to be permanent in the faithfulness of god it has to be a confident expectation of what god has promised and its strength is in his faithfulness not at our side that's why i've given you two things in the statement the first two, the first thing is all about the the, the world view that the world view says that the hope is commonly used to mean a wish for them that's how they take it and its strength is the strength of the person's desire because when you have desires of things you're going to keep on having hope that one time you you'll get them you have a project you know that one time it's going to succeed but you don't see it right there even don't have mind to start it up even don't have any clue about it when it comes to its establishment and all the requirements some of your your courses some of your uh careers that you want to take in life they are expensive to the extent you don't know even where you're going to get money someone want to do pilotism someone want to do loyalty someone want to do or sailing or others that want to do uh teaching or whatever whatever course that you like to do in your understanding and when you look at your life you see that how am i where am i going to get this money you don't see even any way you don't see the way out but because of this hope you, there is no money you don't know where to start from 
You don't know even where you are going to get money. You don't know even who is going to give you money to do that. But you you stay having hope and say, yes, I'm going to study. I'm, go, I'm going to do pilot studies, training. I'm going to do lawyer law or to become a lawyer or I'm going to do, I'm going to become a doctor. And most of times we used to be in families whereby there is no money and when you talk about what you want to become, and they just laugh at you and they're like Sarah when the angel came and told her that she's, she was going to give birth to a son because of her age she laughed and she was wondering <laughs> that these people are just joking so sometimes when you look at your family background you don't even never even thought of that you can be what you are right now and sometimes you just find yourself you've become someone in life You've gotten money, you've gotten opportunities, you've gotten ways, doors have opened up, but there is a moment you didn't have even that idea and you didn't know how things are going to happen. You didn't know that someone will come up and give you money and say, no, you know what, yes, you want to travel, okay, the money is there, go. You didn't know. In other words, hope is what God does. And what God has done through his promises. Once God promises, the Bible said he is faithful to fulfill what he has promised. Now, the apostles to have the strength, all the momentum you saw, all the strength you saw, that they went from the Acts of Apostles and the rest when they were preaching, not even caring whether they are stoned, whether they are done what, it's because they were given a promise. And a promise ignites what you call hope. And that hope always lead you to the final destination. The, these guys preach the gospel. These apostles preach the gospel. They share the gospel without fear and trembling. Paul reached at a moment and he could not even care whether he's on chains, whether he was doing what, or whether they were doing what to him. He could not even fear. He couldn't. Because he had a promise. These apostles, they had a promise. He told them, do not leave the upper room, not until the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. That was a promise. They didn't know how it was going to happen. They just went to the room. Just imagine, someone tells you, you go in your room and you close the door. Until you wait, the Holy Spirit to come. You don't know when. You don't know when. And how. In other words, for real, it has come in our normal understanding. Okay, we as humans. Who would have believed that? Who? Because it looks funny. And someone is going to look stupid. Go in the upper room and wait for the Holy Spirit. You don't know even when it's going to come. You don't know how. But because the promise was made, they obeyed and they went to the upper room. And eventually, at a time that they did not even expect, at a time that they didn't know even, not because I just told them, maybe after three days, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Or maybe in just a few hours, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He didn't tell that because I don't see it in, in, in writing. If it was there, they would have put it in writing. Because the Bible at least can give you a clarification that this is the time he told them that you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. But the Bible just tells us when they were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came upon them. But in the process when they were going in the upper room, it seems to be a stupid people who are going in the upper room just because someone has told them that you go in the upper room. In other words, nothing they are expecting. That's why the Bible says 
that hope is the confident expectation of what God has promised. And its strength is in his faithfulness. When he promises, he fulfills. And when they were there in the upper room, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And you saw whatever happened. From there, they were strengthened. They walked with the Holy Spirit. They performed miracles. They preached the gospel. They went in different places. And they preached good news. Why am I saying that hope is never lost? That is my first point we need to look at. That hope is never lost in a Christian life. In our Christian life, as Christians, let hope never lost. Sometimes it is difficult to see hope in a situation, for real. But the Bible says that true hope is unseen. Yes, you're passing through that difficult time. It is too hard. You don't know how to handle it. You don't know how you're going to make it. But the true hope is unseen. And if we can be hopeful for one thing, such as our salvation, which is also unseen. Because sometimes we reach at a point and we, get, we doubt. Hey, but are we really born again? <laughs> are we really going to heaven? And I know you guys, you have these questions in your lives. You reach at a moment and you feel like, but am I going to heaven really? When you look at the situation, when you look at life, there are habits that have failed to come in your life. Day to day, things are not working out. And you wonder, but will these things go out? Will I go to heaven? There are those moments you have. Because we've found so many people are developing a lot of doctrines. So many people are coming up with several doctrines. Everyone is preaching whatever they want. You reach at a point and you get confused. Why? And you start asking yourselves the questions. But the Bible has told us that we should have the hope. At least there is this one thing we should not forget in our lives. It is salvation. Once you believed in Christ Jesus, once we confessed Christ as our Savior and our Lord, we have hope that we shall enter the heaven. We have hope that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit from the moment we were we believed in Christ Jesus and we confessed him that is our savior our, our our comforter and our everything. This is the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> and even Paul continues to encourage us. He encouraged Timothy, he encouraged Titus, he encouraged the people of Corinthians, he encouraged the church and the Thessalonians and so many where he wrote his letters. He encouraged them that let us at least have one thing, this hope of salvation. Let us be hopeful for salvation because it is a promise. How does it become a promise? Whoever believes in him shall not perish. Salvation. I did not come in the world to, uh, to, 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 to judge the world or to be against the world. But I came so that they can be saved through me. And these are the words of Christ Jesus. This is hope, is give, this is hope given to us. I repeat, there are even a verse that you guys are so much loving. That for God so loved the world and he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. There is hope there. The words are giving us hope. A statement of hope. 
that those, as long as you believe in Christ Jesus, you shall not perish, but you shall have eternal life. What is eternal life? In other words, we are going to live forever and ever, and this is Christ that we've lived in. Eternal life means, Jesus talks about himself as the way, the truth, and life. And the end of the day, we doubt. No, we should not doubt. Yes, it is not sin. Because you can't touch salvation, you can't see salvation, you cannot even smell salvation. But it is there. You believed in your heart. That Christ Jesus died and rose again and is the Son of God and He died for our sins and He cleansed us and therefore we are saved through Him. Nobody goes to His Father apart from through Him. And that is the hope that we have. That when we have Christ Jesus, we are going to access the eternal life. Then we can be hopeful for other things too. But salvation has to be the priority that we have it already in our hands as long as we confess and we believe in Christ Jesus. Therefore, never be there and you doubt whether you shall go to heaven because something has happened, because you found yourself fallen. For you, as, just know as a, as, a, as a believing sinner that you have an opportunity. Just go back unto God and tell him for real here a mistake has happened. I pray that you forgive me. We have the priority. We have the opportunity. This is our fringe benefit. That there is still hope. That there is still the opportunity of the grace. That we can repent before the living God. And we should not even misuse that grace. But we have to live a life which is edifying. And life which is very careful with God's word. It's just that simple. When you read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 24, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Should I repeat for you the scripture? Let me post it for you. You can read it there, it is there. Uh, it's there. That for in this hope we were saved. That is Romans 8 and verse 24. For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they have already they, they have they, they already have? Who can do that? Something that already you have, that's not hope. It's already there. So hope is something that is not seen. Secondly, I would like to give another core point. We can be confident in hope. Yes, we have now understood that hope is unseen. But if it is unseen, can we trust it? After all, we pour our coffee into because we can see it. When you get your tea and you put some tea leaves or coffee, you can see it. Likewise, there are things that we can trust without seeing. Because when you put coffee in tea, it changes the color of the tea to know that now coffee is already mixed up with your tea. Therefore, we have to believe or trust things without seeing. We can trust that our insurance company will cover a certain amount of losses or that banking cookies will leave a wonderful aroma in our kitchen. 
We are legal and natural laws. We are confident in them because these are legal and natural laws. In the same way, although we can't see it, we can be full of hope. Hope assures us that we can be confident in it because it's the law of God. It's not even a request, but it's the law of God that we need to be hopeful. And one time we are reading in a book of First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, I think. There is a verse 8, something there. I don't remember very well. No, 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 I think I was either in James or in First Corinthians. Whereby he said that love hopes all things. That's what it was saying. Now, when we read in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, now faith is confidence. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. All those are expansions of what I'm explaining. And when you read there, you can get it. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Mm -hmm. Another point, another core point I can give up is true hope comes from God. Hope comes from God. And we add the word true. True word True hope comes from God. Sometimes we hope for things in which there is no hope. Yes, sometimes we hope for things in which there is no hope. A car can't bring true hope. It can bring a feeling of contentment and exhilaration, but not real hope. A house cannot bring true hope. The title you want to acquire, the business that you want to acquire, the project that you want to acquire in life does not really bring true hope. Anytime your land can be taken away. Now, if your hope is in your business, your hope is in the land that you have, now where will, you, where will, be, where will be your hope now if your land is taken away? You've been hearing cases. This someone's land is taken, this someone's property is taken, this someone's land is sold, this someone's thing is done, then and then, and so on and so on. There are so many cases. Do you think those people still have hope in those same things? You can't put your hope in something that is going to perish. The land, a car, properties, and so on cannot bring hope. They cannot. Financial stability cannot bring true hope. Whether you have billions of money, whether you have millions of money, whether you have what, they cannot bring hope. They can't. It can bring security and a level of ease, but not true hope. Even a spouse, or a spouse, a spouse I mean your wife, your girlfriend, your fiancé, your boyfriend can't bring true hope because responsibilities are limited to what he or she can control. They cannot. 
Though you have love like water in the midst of yours, that intimate love that you are married, you are in marriage, vials, well, both of you cannot bring the true hope. We have understood that true hope dwells in Christ Jesus. They cannot. They cannot. Whether your money, whether you're stable, financially, economically, and so on. But we need to understand this, that true hope comes from the one who created the hope, and that is God. True hope comes from the one who created it, and that is God. True hope comes by trusting God even when circumstances are difficult. You don't you don't wait for hope only when circumstances are when things are okay, when situations are okay, when circumstances are okay. No. Even when our circumstances are difficult, one way to know whether you are trusting God is whether you are obeying his word. That one is going to be checked up. It's like checking on the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. How will you know that really you bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit without being challenged? Without being accused? There are those accounts that are going to test on how far you have bared the fruit of patience, the fruit of love, the fruit of faith. During that time, when whenever when you're looking everywhere, you look at the you look every, whenever you look, there is no there is no there is no rescue, there is no help. You're just seeing walls. Even when you're praying, as if your your prayers are knocking or maybe are hitting on the rock. When even you are planning things and you feel like they are not even they are not even adding up. Nothing that is moving on. Nothing that is working out. You keep on crying, crying and crying. You reach at the moment, you start crying, you start grieving, you start becoming stressed. Because there is something that you want to reach on, you want to achieve something, you want to handle something and to get done then and then. There are moments where I, I, I used to uh, like to do things and they, are, they, they, they have to be done then and then, instantly. Not do things or processes. That now the process, you do this, now you go on this, or you do the other. No, for me, I could feel like I just want something to be done instantly, then and then, and then that is done. When we look all these things in life, circumstances, most especially in difficult times, that's when hope is going to be tested. Are we hopeful? Because hope means it's going to call for patience. Sometimes they don't seem to be instant. Sometimes they don't seem to be immediate. They are not immediate. They are not like emergency. That you, this something need to be done then and then. No. Whereby you have to be patient. You wait upon the Lord and you bear that fruit of patience. When you look at all these things, they work hand in hand. They work together. You bear the fruit of faith. You bear the fruit of love. You bear the fruit of hope. Why? Because you're in that process of hoping. And the Holy Spirit, you let him to guide you and lead you in that. Because you cannot do it at your, by yourself. You cannot even manage it for a second and for a minute. 
And once you lose hope, it means you're dead. We shall just say a, a, walking, a walking dead body. We need hope. We should trust God and hope or true hope comes from the one who created it and that is God. But in the other way, other, do you think already it can be in such a way that it is testing whether we are, we are obeying to God's word? Trust produces obedience. Because when we have hope in something, then we, do, we develop trust for that thing. Now we need to check on our position. We need to check hope in our lives. We need to check our positions with hope in our lives to God. Because when you have hope, you're going to, you're going to be required to be patient. And being required to be patient, you must trust in what you're hoping for. And that is Christ. When you bring a chair and you put a chair there, before you sit on it, the first thing that develops in you, already you had hope that um, this chair, hopefully it will, <laughs> it will hold you. So faith tells you it can hold you. When you sit on it, then you have achieved of what you've been hoping for or you have hoped for. Trust produces obedience. Because when trusting something, you have to be obedient. In other words, God calls us back to be obedient unto him, which produces hope. And these things are following each other. That when trust produces obedience, out of which disobedience is going to produce hope, and the result is going to be in joy and peace. And that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we go back to the statement, to the scriptures. What is all about the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is all about joy, peace in the Holy Ghost or in the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Let us read in Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by any other power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Also, a wonderful result of hope is delivered by the Holy Spirit of God. He gives us the power to hope, and that is a demonstration of God's love for us. Hope given by Him works together to give us confidence, to give us joy, to give us peace, to give us power and love. These are the things that already result from that. And that is the true gift. That is the true gift of the Holy Spirit. It's all about joy, peace, power, and love. Romans 5, 5 reminds us, And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The last point I would like to talk about as I'm concluding. Hope endures. As we are starting to understand and continue to learn this throughout the week, 
I want to tell my fellow listeners that hope endures forever and endures in everything and every situation. We should not, the hope we have in Christ Jesus is not to put us to shame, but is to bring to us victory in whom that we believe in, and that is Christ Jesus. There is no way how we are going to survive in this life without hope. Because we are working on God's promises, Jesus' promises. He promised, therefore, through the promise, we developed hope. Promises always develop hope in our lives. Waiting upon. Waiting upon means we become patient. And again, we trust in the one who have said that, who have promised. Therefore, we trust in Christ Jesus who have promised us the eternal life. And we believed in him and the hope that he gave us that we shall not perish. But we shall have eternal life. And that is the promise that he gave us. That promise that he gave us brings us hope. And that hope always helps us to stand firm and strong in him. Hoping for God will never lead us into despair. Because he has a plan for all of us who look to him. He has a future that is full of hope. And Proverbs 23 verse 18, there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. That is a scripture, those are not my words. And I too, I continue to understand how God loves us, and shows us these things, and gives us these all to understand, and even to learn, and to know where our position is. That there is surely a future hope for you and you and your hope will not be cut hope off. We have eternal life. And this eternal life is not for anybody else, but it's for us that Jesus is the one who prepared it for us. And with this, that's why we stand firm and we declare and we proclaim his name. And we say, yes, this is our man. That is our man. He gave us his hope. He gave us the promise. And that promise that, that always strengthens us. And we walk according to his faithfulness. I love what apostles did. They walked in hope. They walked in, God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to show you the procedure. Jesus gives them the promise as he was being ascended to heaven. Giving them the, 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 the promise, it ignited and started the hope in their lives. They hoped for what he had promised as the Holy Spirit to come upon them in the upper room. And when they went to the upper room, they had no idea how the Holy Spirit is going to come upon them. And they didn't know that even the Holy Spirit is going to come like tongues of fire. They didn't know that the Holy Spirit is going to come like the rushing wind. All these things and the words we read in Acts of Apostles chapter 2 to the visit of the Holy Spirit upon the, 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 upon the disciples or upon the apostles. It was a narrative, narrative thing that someone was seeing what happened. But they didn't have any idea. But they had hope. And that hope led them to go in the upper room and they waited upon according to the, to the promise that Christ Jesus had given them. We've read some points up there and we said there is what you call hope, no, there is what you call joy, peace, power, and love. 
by the Holy Spirit. After when the Holy Spirit had come upon them, that's when we see that they were empowered. What happened? They were joy-free. They proclaimed good news. They proclaimed the works of Christ Jesus that he had made. They, they witnessed and they began to give the testimony of what Jesus Christ had done. And Peter stood up declaring, proclaiming, telling people who were around that this is the Christ that you crucified yourselves, that he rose again and now he sat on the right hand of God. He wants everyone to come to, to salvation. That's why he speaks in First Timothy that he loves everyone to get saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. That's hope. Jesus has a vision. With a vision, with a commission, and with a mission. And all these are happening because of hope. They walked everywhere. They preached their gospel. They excelled everything. They did whatever they could. Because the power of the Holy Spirit had come upon them. And they proclaimed their gospel. They spoke the languages. People who were by the way, they were they, they wondered. How comes? These are Galarians. These are Galarians. We are from Egypt. How come that they speak Egyptian language? How come they speak this language? Because when the Holy Spirit comes, there is joy and the communication becomes clear. There is clear communication. At the same time, there is what we call the power that is working in those that he has come upon so that they can do wonders. They heal the sick. They, made, they, they performed miracles. Signs were made and so on. So many people in the generation of the apostles were healed. The word of God was spread. The good news was spread. Even the generation of Paul, even the generation of other ministers of God. This is our generation as Christians that we need to understand that the hope we have, that is Christ Jesus. That he promised us that we have the eternal life. Another hope that Jesus Christ gave us, it is in the book of First John and First uh, John, no, it is the book of John chapter 1 and verse 12. That who you believed in Christ Jesus, you were given the authority to become a child of God. That is hope. You are not saying it. And even he went on explaining it, saying that, yes, you are not born of the blood. Not because of the union with your father and mother. Not because of marriage partnership. No way. But by the faith. Through Jesus Christ, by faith that you believed in Christ as the Son of God, it is accounted on you that you are a child of God. And he does not even stop there. He goes on and he gives you what you call the... He, he goes on even exalting you. He goes on even exalting us, giving us more momentum, giving us more encouragement, telling us that we are beyond even just not being just sons. No, but even we are co-heirs. Goheas means we are both inheritors with Christ Jesus in the kingdom of God. That's a level of exaltation. That is a level of opportunity. That is a level of grading or a degree 
of love that Jesus, oh Christ Jesus, has showed us. Now we should not lose hope. Now that you have understood how exactly hope works and how exactly it is very important in your life, now you should not give up. You should not lose your hope. You should not even ever, 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 ever at any point at any time think that really you are nothing. No, you are something. Yet your hope be strong. Let your hope be there that your hope should be in Christ Jesus. True hope comes from God. The one who created it, and that is God. And that's why the scriptures has told us. Therefore, today, it has been our opening day for this conference to go to, to understand what hope is really. And you shall hear different teachers, teacher Wilson, teacher Joel, you hear uh, Pastor Quays, you hear uh, teacher Nicholas, you hear so many pastors are going to be preaching. Pastors from USA, India, and so on. They are going to be talking the same thing. Hope, 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 hope. We need to stay having our hope. And in this hope, that's where we get the strength. That's where we get the momentum. That's where we get the guts to stand. And we say, we are children of God. And whatever is promised, we do not see them. How do we exercise that true, that true hope? Yes, we exercise that true hope through hoping in what we are not seeing. Because the Bible has told us true hope is not what you see. No, 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 no. It's not what you see, but it's unseen. It's, it is in what is unseen. Someone is going to ask you a question. Okay, have you ever seen Jesus? Have you ever seen God? Have you ever seen an angel? Have you ever seen anyone among those that are talked about in the Bible? Tell them, the hope that I have, even just say that, blessed are those who believe without seeing. In other words, believing in Christ Jesus, but we have not seen him, even it is a blessing. It is a blessing. To hope in Christ Jesus, to hope in the eternal life, to hope in the return of Christ Jesus for you, that is a blessing. It's a very blessing. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hope in Christ Jesus. May God bless you so much. That is our been our tonight's um there has been our tonight's of uh, discussion about hope, and we pray that we shall continue to learn as we believe in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you so much. Therefore, tonight, I'm just going to pray and then we close up uh, thanking the living God for his mercies. And I hope that you've learned. But before I pray, I'm going to request uh, Teacher Wilson. Teacher Wilson, you may like to give uh, maybe any comment or maybe any supplementation. And uh, yes, you're most welcome. And you'll give us a closing prayer if at all you're there. Yes, Teacher Wilson. Okay, Sam. <laughs> okay, Sam. All right. 
I may not have much to say because this you've tried to be clear about the topic. Thank you for that overview. I think the point has been taken home with the closing scripture. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. Only that most times we have a slogan where we, for us, we believe by seeing. If you have not seen something, even if they tell you it's very hard for you to believe. But as you say that, blessed are you who believe without seeing, because we have the confidence at a given time, you shall not achieve what you believed in. But it has been a wonderful session, and I really appreciate So, as you've requested, let me pray for us, then people may have a blessed night. Father, King of Glory, I want to thank you for the word you've been hearing. I want to thank you for the time that you have spent as your servant has been ministering unto us, Father, as he has been encouraging us, Father, through your word. We thank you for the grace that you have granted unto him, Father, and we thank you for the ability that you have given unto him, Father, to be speaking unto us, Father. We thank you that you have been able to use him, Father, to reach your message unto us, Father. And we have been encouraged by your word, Father. We pray that may you continue, Father, strengthening him, continue giving him the knowledge and wisdom. And, Father, just continue with the ministry, Father. We pray that may you continue leading him by your spirit, Father. And as we have heard the word, Father, we pray that may you help us, Father, to grow, to be strengthened, Father, in your word, Father. May we, may you help us, Father, to grow in the hope, Father, as we are hoping for tonight, Father. We pray that we encourage us, Father, so that you may be able to endure even in the hardest time because of the hope we have in you, Father. We pray that as you are good, Father, may you watch all over us. We pray that in this night, Father, protect us, Father. We know our enemy is not sleeping, but Father, we pray for your protection to be upon our lives, Father. And tomorrow, as we start another day, Father, we pray for a blessed day. And the rest of the week, Father, may it be a blessing upon our lives, Father. We pray that you may protect us from every kind of sickness and every kind of insecurity, Father, against our lives, Father. We pray for your protection and may you go before us, Father, in whatever we do, Father. Bless those who are working, Father. Father, give wisdom to those who are doing ministry and whatever those ones who are going through hard challenges, Father, we pray that may you encourage them, Father, comfort the broken-hearted, Father, those ones who have their loved ones, Father. We pray that may you comfort them, Father, and we pray that bless us all your love and grace, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and grieve. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you so amen much. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. May have a good night, ladies and gentlemen.